Okay, welcome back to Murder, Mayhem, and the Military. I'm hoping for a much better episode this time around. Um, if you're a new listener, please start with this one, not the last one. I got my notes ready, and I did a lot of research for this. Um, one of the reasons I really wanted to do this podcast is to really bring light to all the things that happened in the military that the Army, Navy, Marines like to shove underneath the rug like it didn't happen. And this case is especially... You left out the Air Force. Okay. And the Marines are part of the Navy. Okay, well that's fine. All the branches of the military like to shove things under the rug. And this case especially is one because not the, the Army really did some screwed up case in this... Uh, it really did some screwed up things in this case. And I feel absolutely positively... Horrible for this girl's poor family. And it is a doozy of a case. It's got some conspiracy theories, a copycat killer, and, of course, Army doing some really shady stuff. So, pretty much. So, with that being said, I'm Jessica, and this is my husband, Nick, and welcome to Murder, Mayhem, and the Military. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing what happened to Specialist Megan Tuma in June of 2008. And I'll start my sources, WRAL.com, ABCGo.com, the States Border uh, Newspaper, uh, ColdCaseCameron.com, and some other ones that I will definitely post. I'm going to be posting in our Facebook group, so look for uh, Murder, Mayhem, and the Military, and I'll be posting some of the letters, some pictures of Megan, and some other stuff, and one of the websites to these crazy conspiracy theories. I definitely recommend looking at them. I don't believe them, but it is crazy to read. So, let's get into it. So, Specialist Megan Tuna. She joined the military in 2003, right after she graduated high school. Um, she was a dental specialist. Is I can't remember. That was probably before they went to the 68 series. But anyway, she first got stationed at Fort Drum, and she got married. This one definitely seemed like a BH marriage when I looked in it. Um, you know, they were friends. And then when she got two years later... Stationed in Germany, they divorced, and they still remained friends, and, um, you know, he actually spoke really good words to her at her funeral, so I, I honestly think it was a BH marriage. Now, when I read some forums and stuff, especially on coldcasecameron.com, uh, they said nothing but good things about Megan. She was very friendly. She was a really good dental assistant, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know... All in all, she was just a, a really good person. So she gets to Bamberg, Germany in 2007. And fortunately, she meets this guy by the name of Sergeant Patino. He pretty much snowballs her, gives her the she's the most prettiest girl in the world, promises to marry her and love her forever. And lo and behold, he knocks her up. He leaves in December of 2007 to go to Fort Bragg. And 
love hold sergeant patino is married with children and i'm guessing he had no intention to marry megan well he was a polygamist honestly i don't know but gets farther in the case i'm thinking the pol the polygamist is out of the out of the question but anyhow so so six, he was pretty much just a guy that couldn't keep his dick in his pants right he would do anything to to get it wet and um and that was promising to marry this young girl well in early 2008 uh megan gets orders to go to fort sill but somehow she's able to get them changed to fort bragg and i don't actually know how she did that because Sometimes, I remember when I was in the military, those things kind of get set and sewn, but, you know, I, honestly, it's been a long time. So, somehow she gets him changed to Fort Bragg, maybe she explained to him that she had a so-called fiancé, because at this time, she doesn't know she's, he's married, he's, she thinks he was serious, and she's carrying his baby. So she is seven months pregnant, and she gets to Fort Bragg. And she is assigned to kind of like a, a hold, not a holdover unit, but one of the units, you know, you go to, to get ready to, to go to your big unit. You're there for like a week. Did you have to do that? I did that at Fort Hood. And processing unit? Yeah. I mean, in Signal Corps, it was usually just like, uh, you got stuck in headquarters for like a day until they assigned you to your unit. When I went to Fort Hood, they it was like maybe three days I was there before they put me in uh, 4th Brigade. But but beyond that, um, maybe it's just, I don't know. But anyway, so she was there. And so she goes and they give her a barracks room. She says, no, I'm meeting my fiancé. I'm going to get a hotel. She tells them where she's staying and she goes and stays at the Fairfield Inn. And... And then she calls Sergeant Patino. Surprise! I'm here. And things didn't go over well. Well, this is where this is where it made me so angry when I was reading the article on WRAL.com. Is so she was supposed to. So this was a Thursday when she got there. Friday's when she went to the hotel to meet Sergeant Patino. Then well, Tuesday, this Tuesday. She's reported as AWOL. And this kind of makes me mad because they didn't go check on her. They didn't call her. This poor girl was dead. She wasn't found till 10 days later. Seven months pregnant, found 10 days later in a bathtub at the Fairfield Inn by a hotel clerk. Because they smelled some nasty stuff. This poor girl. But the army puts her as AWOL. Instead of checking on her. And you know what the major had to say? Well, she should have gave us a better phone number when she was called. She didn't answer. She was dead. How the fuck would she be able to answer a fucking phone? Well, you know as well as I do on those call rosters, they, they're going to call you if the number they put down. Well, yeah, but, but if she... you don't answer, yeah, they're more than likely just going to, if you're not staying in the barracks or on post housing, they're going to freaking assume your A-roll wall. Awful because the reason then they AWOL, then the person that they actually, which I'll go later on, this makes a big deal because he was 
got tried in civilian courts because she was AWOL. So, it's really sad. And I, I mean, she was dead. How the hell would she been able to check in? Well, they thought she might have just up and left. That's what I'm saying. I know, but I still think it's wrong. And they should have checked on her. I mean, hell, technically, if you go to sick call, you leave your phone in the barracks, you go to sick call, and you don't sign out or tell your unit or anything, you're technically AWOL then if you're not at that first formation. You know that as well as I do. I know, but I still think there's just a lot of things. You know, they knew she was at this. It just seems real shady. And... Did she tell them that she was at the Fairfield? Yes. Did she call and tell them what room she was in? Yes. It was all on a roster. And she wasn't the only soldier there that was in that unit that was also staying at the Fairfield. So, you know, it, it's, it just seems real, real shady to me. I mean, they're just like, she should have done this, she should have done that, but the poor girl was dead. So they find her she body. She just went to Oklahoma. That's where Fort Sill's at. I know, I know, I know. But th this is where it gets creepy and kind of crazy. So they find her body 10 days later on June uh, 24th. And they find, not only do they find her body, they find on the mirror the zodiac symbol. The circle with the little lines that the zodiac killer used. What, you mean like the anarchy, A? Uh, kind of. You know, do you remember in the Zodiac Killer's letters that he said? Yeah, the little, freaking little ciphers and shit, but what you're saying is like the circle and then lines and then that one in the middle. That's just an anarchy, eh? Right, well, so he sent the Zodiac, he put the, the... Or the Avengers, eh, depending on who you ask. <laughs> so he put the Zodiac symbol and lipstick on the mirror. And then, on the day after they find her body... Okay, I messed it up a little. They found her body on June 21st. Now, they got the first letter June 24th. And on June 17th is when it was dated for, but it was postmarked for June 24th. And this letter basically says, my favorite person ever is a Zodiac killer, and I know who killed Megan Tuma. And I've killed so many people in so many states, and you'll never catch me, Fayetteville Police Department. It was just kind of bizarre. Now, it wasn't just the writing. It wasn't in the Zodiac Killer's weird symbols. In fact, they finally deciphered another. I think yes. they deciphered one and they just deciphered another. Yeah, in the beginning of December. But anyway, so they didn't really have any leads until about a month later. This was kind of confusing. Um, someone said that they saw... Sergeant Patino entered. Another article said that they actually found his DNA at the scene. Now, they don't really know how she was killed since she was so decomposed, but they're thinking she was either strangled or rabbit punched, like punched in the throat. Um, but she, it, her hyoid one was crushed, so they're thinking there's some kind of strangling or some kind of pressure went to the... She was in the bathtub? She was in the bathtub. I'm trying to, it was just 10 days that she shouldn't have been that decomposed. She was. I mean, I'm thinking that the killer also put some water in the bathtub. Some of the reports, they were, reports were very, um, conflicting. Like, one 
this ABC website actually said, well, they weren't sure if Sergeant Patino and uh, her knew each other in Germany. Well, she's carrying his baby, so obviously they had to meet <laughs> in Germany. So, I mean, because sperm doesn't travel that far. And then they did the DNA test and found for sure that the baby, well, was Sergeant Patino's. So he was questioned. He was made as a person of interest. And then finally he was arrested July 30th of 2008. And they also had found he had bought a typewriter uh, right after uh, the murder supposedly happened on June 14th. So what year did this happen? 2008. Who the fuck buys a typewriter in 2008? <laughs> this was to, apparently to write the letters. And also, lipstick was purchased. Who the fuck sells a typewriter outside of prisons in 2008? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So maybe you're just going to start to buy into some of these conspiracy theories. So, so this is... So this has happened. He first claims he has no idea, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, then he ends up confessing to avoid the death penalty and he got 30 years. He was tried in a civilian court because she was considered AWOL at the time. So he's still, he's still in prison. He's up for parole in a few years. He pleads a second degree murder. Now, this is where it really got crazy, and I went down to, as I said before, I, I kind of went down the rabbit hole with this. So, when looking into, you know, trying to get more information, um, there's actually a website, several, but there, there's one, there's a Facebook group that's claimed Sergeant Patino's innocence. And one of the reasons is they believe that this person named Edward Wayne Edwards... Yes, three first names. <laughs> Edward Wayne Edwards? Yes. Man, his fucking parents did not like him. And it's like his first and last name were the fucking same. And they friggin' his initials spelled out you. <laughs> so anyway, so this Edward Ains Edwards apparently is the serial killer. And I read a little bit about him, and then I went to the conspiracy site, and this is where it gets crazy. So they believe that Edward Wayne Edward actually was the one who killed Specialist Megan Tuma and set up Sergeant Patimo. But, but not only do they believe that he killed Megan, that he's responsible for some of the most famous cases in American history is starting in the early 90s. And one that makes no sense to me is the first one they listed was John Benny Ramsey. They believe that Edward A. Wayne Edward was the one who killed John Benny Ramsey. This just sounds like they like, oh, his name sounds weird enough. Let's just put him on all this shit. Now, he is a real person. He definitely was a real serial killer. He killed some hookers, I believe in Colorado in the 70s. But... That's like saying fucking Ted Kaczynski was the fucking Zodiac killer. It doesn't fucking fit. It made a little bit more sense with Ted Kaczynski being the, the Zodiac killer than this, but it still was pretty far out there. But but this gets even more far. They 
Chandra Levy, they said that he, she killed her. And then some other cases, uh, Lacey Peterson. I mean, and the thing is with, because, I mean, they're just wildly crazy. And it's like, oh, he framed this person. And the thing is with the John Benet Ramsey, there just really was no proof. And they've never even found the killer. I know. And so to blame this guy, just same with Chandra Levy. Now, you know, Lacey Peterson, it was obviously her husband. Her husband admitted to it, and that guy looked like a bastard. And it's like, some of this is like, it's not quite up there, but it's almost up there with, like, the fucking moon landing being fake and 9-11 being an inside job. It's like, we just need something to blame. Let's just blame this shit. Let's blame this fucker. I know. And, it, and it's so, and it's crazy because and then you really think about it, like, you know, serial killers usually have, like, same M.O. They usually kind of target the same type of victim. And they usually avoid military bases. Right. I mean, there's always the weird loner. But, but what I'm trying to say is to go from JonBenet Ramsey, a young little girl, and sexually assault her. And then go to Chandra Levy, who was found in a totally, they're totally different circumstances. You know, Chandra Levy was found in a, you know, like a shallow grave outside, I believe. And then, um... You know, and JonBenet Ramsey was wrapped up in the basement. I mean, there's just a lot. And then, you know, of course we have, you know, when we're just talking about specialist Megan Tuma, who was in a bathtub and she was pregnant. So totally different from the other two. Um, and, and they said, well, it was his 75th birthday. That's why he decided. And another thing is not a lot of people knew that what she was doing by going to Fort Bragg to be with uh, Sergeant Patino. I never really thought of a good nickname for him, but <laughs> so she, no one really knew. So the fact that it just happened to be Let's convenient just go with Matt for now. that he framed her baby daddy. I mean, it's just too convenient when, you know, Sergeant Patino had means he had motive he was seen there people heard them arguing there was text messages sent to, to him right before she was supposedly murdered stating hey i have a surprise for you blah blah, blah. come to the fair hotel basically surprising him and he's like oh shit she's gonna know i've got a wife and um you know so i you know and i think they probably argued and she's like oh, look this is your baby and he's like bitch no and he ends up strangling her or something of that matter. And to think also, would a 75-year-old man really be able to have the ability to strangle someone? I don't know, you know, possibly. Main look at freaking Danny Trejo. I don't know if he's 75, but the guy is still pretty damn strong. I don't know. When I worked at the prison, there were some really old weirdos who did some really weird shit. They found ways to beat the shit out of each other, so I, I mean, guess it's possible. It doesn't possible. take much to crush a throat. I guess it's possible, but still, there's other things you have to think to line up. Is it the Edward Wayne guy, or does it really make sense that it's Sergeant Patino? Which I believe it's Sergeant Patino. I mean, everything makes way. And then they—he was in psyop school, so they believe that he wrote those Zodiac things to kind of trick police. To, you know, to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Because the thing is, it happened in the same area, but it ended up also being like a boyfriend or something. Another girl was murdered. 
another pregnant girl was murdered and around the same time but this was at over at Campbell June so in the same area and they thought at first it was a serial killer and this happened maybe a month before this one and they hadn't yet caught it was like a crazy boyfriend or something. It, it was a really crazy story. And I'll probably end up covering that one eventually. But but it was very similar circumstances. And so they first blamed it on a serial killer. So maybe he was like thinking that if he did the letters. Because obviously he knew he was going to be the prime suspect. Because he's the father of her, you know, her child. So that's why they think that. That's what police believe. The reason he wrote the Zodiac Killer letters and that and they have witnesses saying he was the last person to go in and out of that room right and as i said the the letters was probably to to get him off their trail um but it didn't it didn't you know play out obviously but it's just such a really sad case because you know she was really pretty I'm not saying the last girl that I did was, wasn't pretty because she was too, but you know, she was from Cold Spring, Kentucky. She just had her whole life ahead of her and she was seven months pregnant. You know, that's just, that just hurts my heart. But dudes be doing weird stuff to get, and girls, them too. People do weird stuff for sex. But, so... What do you think about the conspiracy theories? You think they're just way out there by a bunch of drugged up losers? Well, most conspiracy theories usually are out of their minds, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't believe it. Like they started with John Brady I mean, Ramsey. And I mean, you just look at watch. You want to find out how fucked up conspiracy theories is? The movie Conspiracy Theory with Mel fucking Gibson fucking hits it right on the head. It like says like the freaking uh, the Vietnam War was a to settle a bet between the American and Russian president or whatever the fuck? I don't know, but I definitely recommend if you're listening to go ahead and go to this website. And I told you I'll post the links on the Facebook group. So I definitely recommend it because even though these conspiracy theories are way out there and it's just not Dominic Ramsey, it's Chandra Leva. I mean, pretty much any, any case that got any type of, News attention, supposedly this crazy serial killer did it um, that nobody had, has ever heard of. And, I mean, there's even a book supposedly listing all these conspiracy theories called The Serial Killer You've Never Heard Of. Um, so, I don't know. I think all of it's just real crazy, but I definitely recommend the read, especially if you're a true crime junkie. And you have nothing better to do. They are interesting, even if they are uh, out there. Um, but, so, I, you know, I'm really happy to get Megan's, Kate, you know, her story out there. Because, you know, it's just so sad. You know, they marked her AWOL. You know, Major just totally said that she was all her fault. Um, you know, and I don't know the circumstances, but I definitely think that it, it wasn't. I mean... She thought she was in love and met her Prince Charming and he just ended up being a total dick wipe. Whatever friggin' name you want to put, he was that. And He was a cunt. He got caught cheating and unfortunately it's just so sad that not only a young woman had to die, a baby had to die too. So that that's just, it's sad and my heart goes out. I mean, 
so sad, but I definitely think that Sergeant Patino <laughs> is guilty and it's not these crazy conspiracy theories, but, um, you know, my heart goes out to the Tuma family. And, but they do have some good news. Um, our podcast is actually going to be featured in a, a W-O-V web, uh, magazine, basically the American Women Veterans magazine, and... Uh, you know, and I'm really excited for it. Um, it basically goes over my story and just why I really wanted to do this. And I told you, I just want to get those families out there. If you have any cases that you want to hear, please go on Facebook, uh, send me, send my husband a message. We'll definitely do our best. I do have some recommendations already that I'm thinking about. Uh, some are going to be take me a while. That's why we're, I do have some plans, but please, I always want to hear more stories and my doing my best to share these stories because military can't keep, you know, turning a blind eye and yeah, these cases are a little bit older, but this just proves to you that this has been going on for a long time and it really needs people need to know. So I hope you guys have a happy and safe new year and hopefully we'll have a new uh, podcast out next week or a new episode. So once again, join our Facebook group and I look forward to our next episode.